When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Eagles fans, this is Mike K from NJ Advanced Media, and welcome to the No Huddle Show podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Philadelphia Eagles. You can read our content on nj.com slash Eagles, bookmark that, and you can subscribe to our exclusive Eagles Insider Tech Service, where we'll break news, give you insider observations, and provide in-depth analysis. Through Eagles Extra, you can send questions and comments directly to us, and we'll respond to your phone. You can sign up at nj.com slash text. With me today, as always, is my fellow Eagles beat reporter, Chris Franklin. Today, we're going to do a mock draft up to the Eagles' number 37 overall pick in the second round. We're also going to do a little game I like to call should or will, uh, where we're going to tell you who the Eagles should pick at number 12 and who they will actually pick. Chris, how are you doing today? Not bad at all, man. Tomorrow's the day. It's, it's can't wait. It's waiting for a while for his day to come, and it looks like it's almost here, man. How are you doing? I'm well, man. Just ready to get through this because uh, it's going to be a fun weekend, but it's also going to be a long one. There's going to be a lot of takes. Some of them are completely out of off base. Some of them are going to be completely valid. It's just the way it is. There's going to be some angry fans no matter what happens. The Eagles could keep their 20 extra 2022 first round pick and then trade up to nine and only give a third round pick and still select Jamar Chase and somebody's going to find a reason to complain anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, you know, this is, this is something that you and I as, as draft Knicks look forward to. We're going to have all this great content on NJ.com slash Eagles. You're going to be able to get a full picture right away. Once this pick is in, we've, done a ton of background work on these guys um you're gonna get scouting reports you're gonna get the rapid reactions you're gonna get grades you're gonna get background on the player you're gonna get features on on the first round pick features on the second and third round pick uh you will get analysis on every single one of the eagles 11 picks if they spend all of those 11 picks then follow us along for our famous uh, undrafted free agent tracker as well. We'll be breaking news throughout the aftermath of the draft. And then we'll obviously uh, have some podcasts throughout the weekend and Monday recapping the big news. So with that said, let's get into this mock draft because last year, Zach and I had a great time. The year before, Zach and I had a great time. And I'm sure Chris and I will have a tremendous uh, time doing this mock draft. So 
Uh, it's going to be a snake style draft. There's two of us, obviously. Um, Chris is taking the evens. I'm taking the odds. Uh, so with the first overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence. I think this is not worth wasting our breath on. It's obvious this is what it's going to be. Chris, you're up with the Jets at number two. I wish this was a should or would with this pick, but you know what? With the Jets and Joe Douglas, they're going to go with BYU Zach Wilson. I mean, they they decided to go all in with this guy and, and tra- trading uh, Sam Darnold. So they're they're going to hope that he's the uh, the savior once again in New York. But it looks like they're going to go with Wilson at number two. Um, I'm not buying any of the BS coming out about Mac. Well, Mac Jones, maybe it's not BS. Maybe it's real. Maybe it isn't. I just, my gut tells me you don't trade two first round picks in addition to your current first round pick to get up to three to draft the Mac Jones. I just don't see it. Um, I think there's a lot of just like talk. They had Trey Lance work with John Beck, who worked with Kyle Shanahan when he was in Washington. I just don't see it. Um, so I'm going to go with Trey Lance at number three for the San Francisco 49ers. You're up with the Falcons at number four. You know what? That's not bad. I, I like that. I like that selection. Uh, going with this one, Atlanta is going to be one of those teams to watch, especially they Matt Ryan's getting older. I mean, you, you hear to talk about Julio Jones potentially moving on. They could trade out of this pick, but I'm I'm going to stay at this pick here. And I think that they're going to go ahead. If Julio Jones really is going, I'm going with Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida. I think that he gives you the, uh, several matchup. Matt, he gives defense several matchup problems, and he's athletic. And he's a shorthanded receiver. I definitely think the Falcons would benefit by drafting Pitts if they're going to move on. If they're going to move on from uh, from Julio Jones. Okay, so the Falcons, or sorry, so the Falcons take pits. Um, the Bengals are on the clock, and look, they're going to have to discuss whether they want Penny Sewell, uh, Rashawn Slater, or uh, Jamar Chase. And to me, Jamar Chase is the best player left on the board. He's got a built in rapport with Joe Burrow. Um, they just got rid of AJ Green. I like Tyler Boyd, but man. Jamar Chase is a is a blue chip player, and that's who they're going to pick. So with the fifth overall pick in the 2021, I'm just saying that's so why I remember what year it is, NFL draft, uh, <laughs> the Bengals select LSU wide receiver Jamar Chase. You're on the clock with the Dolphins at number six, the Eagles' original pick. And you know by what? the way, by the way, Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase off the board before six. So Howie Roseman's looking kind of smart right now. So we'll see what hap- how the rest of this plays out. But to me, he made the right gamble. You know what, though? See, see and if I'm, that's why the Bengals are going to be the Bengals, because they're going to go that way. They don't have anybody protect Joe Burrow right now. So seeing that, I think Miami's going to make the right decision, and they're going to get their left tackle in the future. I think they're going to get Penny Sewell, and I think he's going to be able to – he's going to prove that he should have been the one that was selected – selected by the Bengals and he's going to be able to go ahead and uh, have a long career protecting Tua, whoever winds up being the starting quarterback down there. But I think Penny Sewell's athleticism on the outside. I think he has that nasty mean streak you look for in the left tackle. The combination of those things are going to be able to endear him to the Dolphins fans and he'll go six overall. So uh, first six picks, Jaguars take Trevor Lawrence, Jets take Zach Wilson, 
49ers take Trey Lance, Falcons take uh, Kyle Pitts, Bengals take Jamar Chase, Dolphins take Penny Sewell. So I'm going to throw a monkey wrench into this entire draft process. I think number seven is where the next quarterback is going to go, whether it's a trade back with the Patriots or a trade back with uh, Washington, or since we're not doing trades here, I think that the Lions aren't that sold on Jared Goff. I, I don't know. I just have a sneaking suspicion. Wow. Um, I mean, they he was basically a throw-in in that trade with Matt Stafford. Uh, I think it's reasonable to bring in a guy who needs a couple of years to potentially develop. <clears throat> and, and, you know, you they have a lot of draft capital throughout the, the next couple of years. They can build around the position. I think uh, they're going to go with... Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields. Wow. I did not see that coming. All right. That's wow. I'm shocked. All right. Cool. Uh, with the eighth pick, the Carolina Panthers and Matt Rule, seeing that they won't have their chance to get Justin Fields, I think they go ahead and they, they potentially look at a trade out. But since we're not doing trades well, too, I think they stay on the board. I think they take, they stay at the position and they go ahead and take Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle to go ahead and beef oh, up like their that. offense, continue to beef up that one too. So especially because I think it's too high of a reach to get Waddle or Devonta Smith at that spot for them. I think their defense is pretty solid the way it is right now. So, so why not go ahead and get the best offensive lineman that's still remaining on the board before there's a big run on them and they, and they go with Slater. So I've got the Broncos at nine and look, if Fields was still on the board, I'd be taking him. If, um, if Lance was still on the board, I'd be taking him um, they just signed Ronald Darby and Kyle Fuller to contracts. I don't think cornerbacks is pressing of a need as some have projected with Von Miller getting older and the linebacker core getting kind of older and kind of misplaced. I'm going to go with Micah Parsons. He's going to be the first defensive player off the board. Uh, Micah Parsons from Penn state. Oh, okay. Huh? I feel like this is a big game of chess we're playing between the two of us right now. <laughs> you, just took, you just took my bishop <laughs> uh going at this one now for it i think when you look at number 10 uh, i think the, the obvious need for the dallas cowboys is going to be in the secondary and you know patrick certain he's the guy i think that he go ahead he bolsters uh, a position of need for them and he i think he's the best cornerback in this draft and they go ahead and get their guy so certain off the board to the cowboys so the Giants are in this weird spot where they overpaid from Ke- for Kenny Galladay. They still have Sterling Shepard, who's a really good slot receiver. They have Darius Slayton, who's a high upside number two. Uh, they also signed John Ross for some reason. They need edge help. They need linebacker help. But with the way the board is set up, you're looking at like Jalen Waddell, Devonta Smith. Uh, they could use cornerback help with J.C. Horn. Um, you know, they really need people to block. I, I just, there's so many options here. Um, I'm going to go with, you know what? I'm going to go with Devonta Smith. I, I just think he's, you know, <laughs> he's a fun pick for them. He's a guy who I think displaces Darius Slayton or Sterling Shepard. It's very clear. They don't view Sterling Shepard as a, as a number one wide receiver or a number one passing option. So maybe they shop him. 
Um, but I really like Devonta Smith. I think a lot of the size issues are overlooked. I mean, or, or overlooked. I mean, over discussed. I'm going to go with Devonta Smith here. Wow. So this, you're on the this board. You're on the board. This is where it gets real interesting. So, so oh. before we get into this, uh, I wrote about the six guys that make sense at this pick at 12th overall. Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddell, Patrick Sertan, J.C. Horn, um, uh, Quiddy Pay, and Rashawn Slater. Three of those guys are still available. Jalen Waddell, J.C. Horn, um, and Quiddy Pay. Let's recap who's come before them. So Jaguars take Trevor Lawrence. Jets take Zach Wilson. Uh, the 49ers take Trey Lance. The Falcons take Kyle Pitts. The Bengals take Jamar Chase. The Dolphins take Penny Sewell. The Lions shock everybody and take Justin Fields. The Panthers draft Rashawn Slater. The Broncos take Micah Parsons. The Cowboys take Patrick Sertan. And the Giants take Devonta Smith. This is kind of a situation where I would think that the Eagles would want to trade back to 15 if the Patriots were feeling froggy and wanted to jump up for Mac Jones. But since we're not doing trades, you're kind of deciding, you know, between Jalen Waddell, J.C. Horn, maybe Quiddy Pay, Christian Barrymore, uh, and Christian Dershaw. I mean, this is a, a Sophie's Choice, as it were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now here, here's what I would say, though. In this scenario, with the way this board is dropping, I do wonder if the Eagles could finagle a pick from the the Vikings to jump the Chargers to get an offensive tackle like Christian Darrisaw, or if the Patriots were in love with Jalen Waddle and you felt comfortable going back to 15, the Chargers take someone like Darrisaw. Uh, the Patriots take Waddle, and then you know the Vikings are probably going to take an offensive lineman or an edge, and at 15 you can take J.C. Horn. Or you're, maybe you're worried because the Patriots want J.C. Horn at 12. So it, it's an interesting, like, what you could do here from a trade standpoint. But I've talked enough. Get to your pick, Howie Roseman. <laughs> you know what? I do agree with you, though. When it comes to dropping back, I do think the Eagles could do that because I really, in my mock, I had the Eagles moving back to 14 to go ahead and – uh. Still, the Vikings pick uh, Darishaw and, and the Eagles still get the guy I'm going to select with the 12th overall pick, J.C. Horn. And the reason why I'm selecting J.C. Horn is just looking at the overall board, the way it's set, it's set up, not only just for the first round, but the second and third. To me, there's a big drop off when it comes to cornerbacks, because I know Newsom's out there. He does well. And people are some high on them. Caleb Farley, I like, but there's too many concerns when it comes to his back. So when you look at overall, I still think he can get a really good receiver in the second and third rounds in this draft. So I'm going to go with the the other top tier, top level cornerback. I get Horn. I move Avanti Maddox back into the slot, and then now you have a now you have Darius Slay, and you have Horn on your outside. You have slot back to this position where he he's. Bad, perform better at so I think you go ahead and just bolster your secondary with that one pick. All right, uh, the Chargers run up the 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 board and and select Christian Darrisaw, Virginia Tech. Thanks. Now, since I'm the Vikings, I'm going to go ahead with Elijah Vera Tucker because I think he gives you enough versatility to play. I I think he's going to be more of a guard, 
But I think he gives you that versatility at tackle if they need to as well, too. And I think he can play well, both very well. So I definitely go with uh, Vera Tucker for the Vikings. The Patriots are in like this very weird like situation. And I don't think Jalen Waddle is going to drop this far. But man, I'm considering it because uh, I don't really think Mac Jones is that guy. But I do think they will take Mac Jones here. He seems to fit what uh, Belichick likes to do. He's got a great relationship with... Uh, Nick Saban, so I'm pretty sure if he passed the sniff test there, that's what's going to happen. So I'm going to go with uh, Mac Jones, quarterback Alabama for the Patriots. And then if I'm the Cardinals, I'm running, running to the phone and go ahead and put the ticket in because I can get Jalen Waddle to pair up with Hopkins and give Kyler Murray all those weapons. I, I, you got to go with the best player on the board still remaining. And I think the Cardinals go ahead and they go ahead and take Waddle with that pick. Completely agree. So let's recap 10 through 16. So the Cowboys take Patrick Sertan. The Giants take uh, Devonta Smith. The Eagles take J.C. Horn. The Chargers take Christian Derrissaw. The Vikings take Elijah Vera Tucker. The Patriots take Mac Jones. And the Cardinals get maybe the steal of the draft so far in Jalen Waddle. The Las Vegas Raiders, who can't seem to get out of their own way, are on the clock right now. This one's a tough pick because I think it's going to be Christian Barrymore. I don't feel good about it um, because, like, had Dereshaw been on the board, that would have been the pick. But, yeah, I think it's going to be Barrymore. All right, cool. Very, very nice. Now, this is it's another one when it comes to the Dolphins. It's, it's yeah, you're kind at of 18. tough when you look at yeah. you know, This is going to be a tough one. And, whew, I'd really, really, really look to trade down again. But having to go ahead and having to select someone – You sure we can't do trades? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) The league's taking care of that already for us the the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's true. I'm going to go. I think the pick's obvious. Um, I don't know. I I, I think it's obvious because of the way the wide receiver board is stacked that I feel very good about selecting a defensive player at 18, and he's staring me straight in the face. So let's see. Uh, it's to me. It's a. It's a. It'll be a rush. I'm thinking Aziz Ojulari, and I probably butchered his name again from Georgia. To me, I just think even though he's undersized, I think he's more of a four three guy. I think he's more. He could play a three four outside backer. I see. I. Uh, you know that's what? not who I'm talking I'm, about, but it's. I, I, I know. I'm, I'm going Jalen Phillips, Miami. Yep, that's Miami. who I'm talking about. Uh, uh, Boom! Oh, I'd give t- you a B plus for that one. <laughs> see, is the problem is. I think I think he's all right. I don't, and to be honest, personally, I don't think he's even the best defensive end in this draft. I personally think Greg Rousseau is just Ugh. because of his athleticism. Yeah, Ugh. personally, that's why I think he's the best defensive end in the draft. And if I was a Giants, I'd seriously look at him. But Ugh. even with pay on the board, even with anything else, I think Jalen Smith will be the guy who who, who goes. Um, look, I think. Washington can go in a lot of directions. Uh, I do put place them as one of the teams that could trade up for a quarterback. Um, I think they need offensive line help, so I'm going to go with Alex Leatherwood from Alabama, the offensive tackle. Not bad, not bad at all. You're at the Bears at 20. I'm going – I'm going to go – you know what? I think they're going to stay with a Midwest guy. I'm going to go with Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. Wow, okay. Holy reach, Batman. uh, yeah, 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 but I think when you look at the situation, I mean, 
I look at they they need offensive help badly. And I know Tony's on the board there. Mac Jones is gone, so I know they can go wide receiver. And to take Trask there is just ugh. But I think Bateman is sneaky good. I think he's a good wide receiver, explosive wide receiver. I think he can go ahead and become a, he'll he'll learn for Robinson. And I, I put I put him there. So I think the Bears go ahead and take Bateman. The Colts really need a block for Carson Wentz. We've he's shown as most quarterbacks have shown when you don't have blocking, you're not going to get much done. Uh, they could also use some cornerback help, but the way the board's shaking out, I'm going to go with Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State, the offensive tackle, to block for Carson Wentz's blind side. Nice, nice. All right, you're on and the I clock at Tennessee, 22 with the Titans. And I think Tennessee thanks you very much for going offensive line help because I think they're going to go ahead and take a gamble with Caleb Farley. I think it's too oh, much. Oh, okay. I, if there's too much potential there, I mean, and, and if they feel comfortable enough with his medical situation, they can go ahead and get a, a lot of value there. So I'm, go, I'm going Caleb Farley to Tennessee. Well, Joe Douglas is bummed. He's got that second Jets pick at 23, and that's who he wanted. But he's happy taking the best consolation prize you can ask for a corner in Greg Newsome. The second, who's seen his stock rise. Um, I think if the Eagles were to take a wide receiver at 12, they would look to trade back in to the first round to take Newsome. But they're not going to be able to based on this scenario because they've already taken a corner. So Greg Newsome from Northwestern to the Jets. You're on the clock at 24 with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this one might be a reach, but you know what? I don't even care because I especially think they're going to definitely need some running back help, especially being Pittsburgh and even though they throw in a lot, but they still, their identity is more like being a tough team. I'm going Najee Harris out of Alabama. That's why I would go. I think he go ahead. I think I think he's actually a lot better pass catcher than people give him credit for. So I think not only he's going to be able to run between the tackles, he'll I think he'll go ahead and catch that swing pass out the backfield. So I think Harris goes to Alabama. Out of Alabama goes to the Steelers. Let's recap twelve through uh, twenty four. So that's the Eagles taking J.C. Horn, the Chargers taking Christian Darrisaw, the Vikings taking Ali Vera Tucker, the. Um, Patriots taking Mac Jones, the Cardinals running up the board to get Jalen Waddell, the Raiders taking Christian Barrymore, the Dolphins staying home and taking Jalen Phillips, Washington drafting Alex Leatherwood, Chicago reaching for Rashad Bateman, uh, the Colts taking Tevin Jenkins to block for Carson Wentz's blind side, the Titans rolling the dice and taking Caleb Farley, and the Jets taking Greg Newsome. And I, I applaud your pick uh, of Najee Harris with the Steelers because Daniel Jeremiah was saying uh, a couple of weeks ago that he doesn't see a problem with taking running backs in the first round if you're a contender. Because if you're a contender, it means you're competing for the next couple of years. And really, running back history shows that those first five years are, those, are the most productive years of that career. So if he can help get you over the edge, it makes sense to take an elite running back prospect. So I applaud you. I think this is a great pick. Thank you. Now Thank we're you at Jacksonville, the team I used to cover. Um, they've already drafted Trevor Lawrence. There's already a parade. This guy, this second guy is going to be like forgotten on day one, and it's a shame. Uh, they could go in a lot of directions here. They could go offensive tackle. They could go wide receiver. They could go safety. I could even see them going running back, even though I would – even though I just applauded you, uh, Najee Harris would have been the pick for me um, if they were to go running back. Uh, this is tough because really, in my opinion, their biggest need is tight end now. And there's no tight end on the board that makes sense here. Um, 
safety does kind of appeal to me. I really like Trevon Morig a lot from TCU, but I don't know if the value's really there. Um, they could go wide receiver with Elijah Moore, but I also think he kind of contradicts you bringing in Marvin Jones um, in that way too. Um, hmm, this is tough. This is actually really tough. I'm going to go with Moore. Yeah. Uh, I don't really think it's the best value here, but I think he's the best fit for what they want to do. So you're on the clock at 26 with uh, the Browns. I think the Browns looking at what they need as well, too. I think linebacker is one of their needs. I think they go to the American. I think they go to uh, Zayvon Collins. I, I think that when yeah, you look at as a linebacker, he, he goes ahead. He fits what they do. Yeah, so I think pick. when you look at what he does, so Zayvon Collins from Tulsa goes ahead to uh, goes to the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. Um, so this is the first of two uh, Baltimore Ravens picks. I actually think they're very interesting because if the Ravens were a team that the Eagles could potentially trade up with, with either their 27th or 31 pick, 31st overall pick, I think they do that. And they do it at like a really minimal cost, like a fourth round pick uh, for that 31st overall. That would make sense to me. Um, I think that 31st overall pick is like a really good value asset, especially for a team if they want to trade up and get Davis Mills or Kyle Trask in the first round to get that fifth year option. Uh, which is again why I, if I'm if I'm the Falcons and I like somebody like Kyle Trask or Davis Mills and I'm picking at 35, uh, I know I can trade back into the first round, move up three spots, and take one of those two guys after I just took Kyle Pitts and I'm I'm feeling good. You know what I mean? So anyway. Uh, the Ravens are going to keep this pick and they're going to, they're going to take one Harbaugh pupil to re to, to join another Harbaugh. Uh, Quiddy pay who has fallen here. I don't think he will fall this far. Um, I think he makes a ton of sense uh, for the Ravens defense. So I'm going to go Quiddy pay of Michigan. I think Quiddy pay is going to be in play in it from 11 to 20, to be honest with you. I think the Giants are going to look at him. I think the Eagles are going to look at him. I think uh, the Colts could look at him. I could even see a team like the Cardinals or uh, the Dolphins looking at him as well. So I, I think he's going to go in that 11 to 20 range, but uh, the Viking, uh, the, the Ravens come up and pick uh, a Harbaugh pupil and make him another Har- Harbaugh's pupil so quitty pay edge from michigan to the ravens at number 27 nice i'm gonna throw a little curveball at you just you know, getting off the rails a little bit do it if you're howie roseman and you get a call from the ravens and they since they have 27 and 31 and say they sweeten it with say a, a second round pick or a first round pick next year do you make the move what do you mean from 12, trade down from 12 to get those two first round Absolutely picks and possibly not. Get There's no They would need to give me. I would need. I mean, look, the value lines up, but the way this draft's going, I would need. Yeah, I would need those two first round picks in 2022. And there's no way the, yeah. the Ravens would do that. I mean, they'd be idiots yeah. to do that. I mean, I didn't know because they maybe possibly potentially get it like one of the left tackles. That's what I was thinking. Like maybe they're looking. Maybe they had their eye on yeah, one of those I mean, tackles could, to go maybe, do. They have a lot of needs, but maybe you turn around so there and you get like Therese Marshall and Asante Samuel Jr. And then at thirty-seven, you take an offensive tackle. I, I mean, that'd be kind of cool. But like, I, I just I don't see them doing that unless they're getting premium value next year. Like, 
to me, the game is to move back six spot or six to eight spots and get a 2022 first round pick from, from uh, Chicago. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going yeah. past 20. I agree. Uh, I agree. Because I look, and if you fall to 20, I think Xavier Collins falls into that because you've turned six into two 2022 first round picks, Xavier Collins. Like that's easy to sell to a fan base. Oh, and by the way, on top of that 2022 first round pick, you're probably getting another third as well. So like Xavier Collins, two, uh, Xavier Collins, two first round picks and a third round pick for the six overall pick. Yeah. I'm, I'm about that life. Uh, nice. <laughs> but then, no, but you're looking at Xavier Collins there. You're looking at Quiddy pay. You're looking at Greg Newsome. Uh, I'm about that life. I, I feel that. So you're on the clock at 28. You, the saints are there. They have cornerback, wide receiver, and edge needs. What are you doing? Well, I'm going to go linebacker. I think they go ahead and uh, Jameen Davis. Ooh, I, I think like this guy is like too good to go ahead and move past. I think makes sense I with mean, Anzalone Anzal- leaving too. Yeah, so go ahead. You go ahead. You pop another athletic guy in there. I think he can be a, a really effective linebacker, especially as a rookie. And I, I would go so far as to say, if he winds up with Saints or even a, another team that's it toward the drafting toward the bottom of here, like say like a Tampa Bay or anything else, I think he has the potential to be to be a defensive rookie of the year candidate. I think he's just that good. I like that. Um, look, the, the Packers at 29 really need offensive line help, but they also really need some some wide receiver help as well. And Elijah Moore is just like climbing up the draft boards as far as from a media perspective. But I think the league knows how good he can be. Uh, it's been a while since Randall Cobb was in his prime and, and, and in Green Bay and being a key fixture of – the Packers offense, I think they get the new Randall Cobb and they draft Elijah Moore from Ole Miss at 29. Nice. Good pick. So like you're at, you're at 30 uh, with the bills, which seems like a really good trade up option for the Eagles. If they wanted to get back into the first round as well. Uh, what do you have them doing now with Najee Harris? Who's been like the talk of the town in Buffalo off the board. Yep. You went to the other running back option. I'm looking at, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and go Travis Antonin running back from Clemson. Bills go ahead and address a needed running back. So we're back with the Ravens again. And this 31st overall pick just seems like a trade-back option to get more value off the Orlando Brown trade. Um, you know, they swapped and gave a second-round pick to the, to the Chiefs uh, in return. I think you can turn this 31st overall pick – even if it's moving back, you know, 10 spots into a pretty premium pick. Cause you look at, you look at teams like the, uh, the Falcons, you look at teams like the Panthers and the Broncos who could still use some quarterback help. Maybe you go back to 39, pick up, you know, another second round pick or a future 2022 first round pick. Um, same with 40. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. But right now, the board's not really shaking out the way I would want it to. They do need wide receiver help. I'm not really liking the offensive line options here or the secondary options. I'm going to go with Kadarius Toney. I think he fits what they want to do working the middle of the field. I think he can take the ball after the catch and and really get a nice return on investment on that target. So I'm going to go with Kadarius Toney at 31 with the Baltimore Ravens. Nice pick. Nice. Yeah, so you, you've got yeah, the last kick. And look, Antonio Brown just saw a re-sign with the Broncos. I don't know if the wide receiver is that big of a need. They could use some edge rushing help. There's some pretty good edge rushing talent right here on the board. Uh, I'm wondering if, if Howie Roseman's like salivating over the fact that they're 
you know, is Aziz Ajalari, Joe Tryon, and uh, Jason Owe, like still sitting on the board, um, really athletic guys. Uh, I wouldn't take any of them. Uh, I would take Aziz at 32, but I don't know if I would take the, either one of the other guys. Then you still got Jeremiah uh, Usu Koromoa. There's Eric Stokes. Like this is this is turning out pretty good for the Eagles and for for ev- anybody really picking in the top forty. Yeah, it, it definitely is a lot of value. I think once again, I'm going to go back to the offensive line. I think I look at that Buccaneers offensive line is definitely getting older, and they're going to need to start looking toward the future. They have to the, the mark of good successful teams. They have that mix of young talent. And they have that mix of of old veterans, and they go ahead and they go Jalen Mayfield. Oh wow! I, I okay, think, yeah, I think that offensive tackle that goes ahead and provi- provides he's that lineman of the future to go ahead and play tackle, and they go ahead and get Mayfield. All right, so here let's we've closed out uh, the first round, so let's recap the first round before we get into day two. Uh, we're only going up to 37. We thought that that would be kind of a smart move because that would each give us a, an Eagles pick. It would also kind of tell you where the days are going and, and kind of playing in that process. We want to do more than just a first-round mock draft. So the Jaguars take Trevor Lawrence. The Jets take Zach Wilson. The 49ers take Trey Lance. So three quarterbacks right off the board, off the start. Then the next three goes Falcons and Kyle Pitts, Bengals and Jamar Chase, uh, Dolphins and Penny Sewell. Howie Roseman's feeling pretty good about that top five uh, after trading out. Then at number seven, the Lions kind of shock everybody, take Justin Fields. Uh, I really think that's a big trade-up possibility. I think number seven is where Justin Fields ultimately ends up, whether it's you know with the Lions or a trade-up team. Uh, number eight, the Panthers take Rashawn Slater. Number nine, Micah Parsons to the Broncos. Ten, Patrick Sertan to the Cowboys. Eleven, Devonta Smith goes to the Giants. Well, with Devonta Smith going to the Giants, the Eagles are going to need all the coverage help they can get. Uh, and the Eagles take J.C. Horn, a cornerback uh, from South Carolina. The The Chargers take Christian Derrissaw. The Vikings take Ali Vera Tucker, the offensive lineman from USC. The Patriots get the board to fall their way and take Mac Jones, the quarterback from Alabama. The Cardinals run up to the podium as fast as Jalen Waddell can and take him with the 16th <laughs> overall pick. The Raiders take Christian Barrymore. The Dolphins take Jalen Phillips. The Red no, 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 Washington takes Alex Leatherwood. Uh, the Bears take Rashad Bateman. The Colts take Tevin Jenkins. The Titans take Caleb Farley. The Jets take Greg Newsome. The Steelers take Najee Harris. The Jaguars double dip in the first round and take Trevon Her- uh, Morig. The uh, Browns take everybody's favorite, Xavier Collins. Uh, the Ravens steal Quiddy Pay. The Saints take Jameen Davis. Uh, the Packers take Elijah Moore. The Bills take uh, Travis Etienne. The uh, Ravens take Kadarius Toney. And the Bucks close out the first round with Jalen Mayfield. So now, number 33, the Jaguars are on the clock again. Uh, they need offensive line help. Uh, they could use some wide receiver help. Um, they could use a running back too. And I'm going to, you know what? Why not? Let's get wild. Let's take Javante Williams, uh, the running back <laughs> from UNC. Listen, Urban Meyer likes fast players. And I like 
taking risks. Here we are. Boom. Javante Williams running back UNC. You're on the clock you at just, 34 with the Jets. You just made a lot of Jets people unhappy. Because <laughs> <laughs> they had a – I think they had uh, either him, he – Etarine lined up at that pick, but looking at now, there, there's a lot. Aziz Ojolari still on the board, and that's why. See, I'm looking at Ojolari and I'm looking at Rousseau, and I'm just looking at. I'm trying to think of what Robert Sala would t- do in this position. What guy fits his scheme more? I would say. Aziz I think size overtakes it. I'm going Greg Rousseau, Miami. Oh, I think Ojolari falls. I go. I go Rousseau. Okay. Uh, at this pick of the Jets. Look, you're a man of your own on your own beaten path. I get it. Um, <laughs> so the Falcons uh, took a, a weapon for uh, for Matt Ryan at 35 in, in uh, Kyle Pitts. They need cornerback help, so they're going to go local and they're going to take Eric Stokes uh, from Georgia. So you're on the clock with 36. Listen, before you make this pick, here's what you should understand with the with what the Eagles have going for them right now. So Aziz Ojolari, Joe Tryon, uh, Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa, uh, Landon Dixon, Therese Marshall, Creed Humphrey, Baron Browning. Like there's really good players here. And at this point, I would think the Eagles would trade back and maybe try to get, you know, maybe a 2022 third round pick out of a trade back, but they're feeling good about the, where the board is. So what do you got? This is, wow, this is tough. You know what? I go with this pick. I think Aziz, I think he's the best player on the board and they'll, they'll buy by this. I go to Aziz or Jalari. I, I, I think the Dolphins go ahead. They can't pass up to see who's available down there. And he's still on the board and, I think they trade back as well, too, because I think they, there's a couple other guys that they prefer, bro. I, th- I go Aziz at that pick. All right, I'm Howie Roseman right now. It's pick 37. We can't trade back. We've tried, but, you know, <laughs> us as a front office, we, we just it's not working. So this pick really comes down to three people for me. Kyle Trask. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah. That's a joke. <laughs> Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa is a guy that I think should be a first round pick. He's so dynamic. He's a guy who can be play. Will you can move Eric Wilson into middle linebacker. And then you have Alex Singleton at Sam, but he's such a good attacking blitzing linebacker that I think he fits exactly what Mike Zimmer's defense entails, which is what we presume uh, Jonathan Gannon is going to look at. Then again, he's also a linebacker and you're picking early in the second round. Doesn't really jive with what the Eagles do. Therese Marshall is someone who really, really intrigues me. I think he's got the size, speed element that you really like, but he also has some, you know, injury history. There's there's the foot injury that kind of bothers me, and, he, you know, he doesn't always play up to his size. He has – if you watch, his, his hands are kind of inconsistent, but that's probably why he's available here. And then the other guy to me is – uh, Landon Dixon, who I think can be a starting guard right away. He could take over for Jason Kelsey long-term. Um, I don't view the offensive line as being a big, as big of an immediate need as a lot of people do. But like, to me, I think Landon Dixon would be great value here, but 
given the way that this team needs to kind of build around the quarterback position, I just can't pass up another LSU wide receiver. So I'm going to take Therese Marshall, wide receiver, LSU. I like that pick. Very, very good pick on that, man. I, yeah. I like that. I think he does feel a lot, a, a lot, a lot of those uh, check marks for the wide receiver. So yeah, good pick. I would even trade up for Therese Marshall if I, I, I added a little bit extra drama on this, but um, yeah, I feel good about this. If I'm an Eagles fan, I'm chilling into the third round and being like, "Look, if they can get like a couple of linemen, I'm feeling pretty good." Uh, but you've got your new number one wide receiver in Terrence Marshall, uh, who can play X. He complements Jalen Rager very, very well. You can move Travis Fulgham into the slot, um, or draft an upgrade in the slot, or you put Quez Watkins there. Uh, and then at corner, you have your number one corner for the next 10 years, hopefully. So recapping, the Eagles selected J.C. Horn at number 12. If you don't like that, blame Chris. Uh, hey. They take Therese Marshall <laughs> at number 37. They're feeling pretty good. Haven't had to trade up. Still have all 11 of their picks intact. Well, technically nine more because they've already selected two picks. But if the ball, if the board falls this way, I think they feel pretty good. We've gone pretty long here, but like really quickly with our final thoughts, who do you think the Eagles should take at number 12 realistically? And who do you think they will take at number 12? I think they should take Devonta Smith. I still think he still offers a lot when it comes to his route running. And I know everybody says, well, they took a wide receiver last year. But I think when you look at the skill set he brings, when you look at certain intangible games, he comes from Alabama, which you see a lot of those guys, there's something still with them that they're like, they know what it takes to win. And I also think that when you look at his hands as well, too, and his breakaway speed, he offers so much. So I think that's who they should take, who they will take. If Horn's on the board available at 12, I think that's the guy to go. And I have no qualms with that at all. I think, like I said, mentioned when, we did the mock draft. He fills a need. He put. He basically makes that secondary better before even taking the field. It it shifts everybody back to a spot where they should be, and that defense gets better. Man, what about you? Yeah, I mean, you and I agree on this pretty much. I, I, I look. I think J.C. Horn or Devonta Smith would be a home run. I'm. My concern would be that they view Rashawn Slater as a left tackle, and that would be the pick. Uh, but I think they're going to end up taking a corner. Listen. Uh, I, I got to bring this up. I brought this up on Twitter yesterday. Here are some clues heading into round one. And it, this got a lot of feedback, but I think it's pretty easy to, to determine on the, on the surface. The Eagles didn't sign a cornerback in free agency, despite it being their biggest need. I think we can agree on that. They traded out of an offense heavy top 10, pushing the best defensive talent into the 11 to 20 range. Oh, and by the way, defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon, a former DB's coach, and DB's coach Denard Wilson are former NFL scouts. Uh, I, I think they know how to reach the scouting department. Andy Weidel called the scouting department an extension of the coaching staff. I think they're going to take a corner. I would not be shocked if they traded up to nine to jump the Cowboys to get uh, Patrick Sertan. Patrick Sertan seems to fit exactly what they want to do. J.C. Horn, to me, is my favorite player in the, in the class. Uh, so I would totally, I mean, there's no way I'm going to argue against taking JC Horn. Um, but I agree with you. I think if Devonta Smith's on the board, you're going to have a really tough time and selecting him, there would be no qualms. Um, I think they're going to take a corner. 
Uh, I don't know who it's going to be, but I think they're going to take a corner at 12 if they stay at 12. I, I've kind of said that if they stay at 12, I think they go defense. If they trade up, I think they go corner, uh, unless Kyle Pitts or, or Jamar Chase suddenly falls pretty drastically. So, And I don't see that happening. Um, so, yeah, I would say take J.C. Horn. They're going to take J.C. Horn. So that's what I'll go with. Remember, guys, you can sign up for Eagles Extra for two weeks free. Uh, get all the draft coverage and exclusive analysis and news uh, you need during draft weekend. So you get that all for free uh, by going to nj.com slash text. You can also download the No Huddle Show podcast wherever podcasts are available. If you like this mock draft, give us a five-star rating. If you hated this mock draft, give us a five-star rating and call us stupid names. Uh, for Chris, <laughs> for Chris, I'm Mike. We're going to be back, uh, on Friday following the first round. We'll break down the first round for you. Um, but we wanted to get this pot out because we, we love doing this mock draft. Chris, I had so much fun with you. Uh, it was great, man. Yeah, this was it good. Was a lot of fun. Thanks. This was good and it ran smooth. So I appreciate it guys. We'll talk to you on Friday. Hopefully the majority of you are happy. Uh, maybe the Eagles do something crazy and, and pick twice in the first round. I think that's a very, very logical possibility, uh, whether they stay at 12 and trade back up uh, or they trade up early in the first and then maybe do something with Zach Ertz later on in the first round. I think that's a very doable scenario. But for Chris, I'm Mike. We'll talk to you very, very soon.